Look to Luke chapter 17. Luke chapter 17, verse 11. Luke 17 and 11. Here's what the word says. And it came to pass as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go, show yourselves unto the priests. And it came to pass that as they went, listen to this, what a miracle, they were cleansed. Everybody say those words with me. They were cleansed. Jesus just said, uh, almost like a foregone conclusion, go show yourself in the priest. It was commanded of the law that a leper, if he were cleansed and the disease had left his body or at least abated, that he would go show himself to the priest and the priest would determine whether he was cleansed or not and able to be put back into society. So Jesus just said, go show yourself. Go through the red tape. But I'm here to tell you right now, it's already done. And as they went in faith and in obedience, they were cleansed. What a great story. Look at somebody and say, that's an awesome story. But the story doesn't end there. To me, to me, the better story starts now. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back. Look at somebody right next to you and say, he turned back. <clears throat> he turned around. He realized something has happened in my life right here. And uh, I don't know that I want to go another step forward because I happen to realize that what happened happened because that man that I just left spoke words and declared something over me and, and something miraculous has happened. Look at somebody else and say, he turned back. And with a loud, this is important, with a loud voice, all you quiet people, I'm sorry, you're going to get uncomfortable. With a loud voice glorified God and fell on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. And Jesus said, were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? There are not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. And Jesus says to him, I love this, listen. He told the nine they were cleansed, but he said the one that turned around, arise. Go thy way, thy faith has made thee whole. Somebody say whole. I'm going to preach to you the difference between cleansed and whole. I'm going to preach to you the difference between impacted and changed. I'm going to preach to you the difference between being in the presence of God and being changed by the presence of God. Because make no mistake, ladies and gentlemen, God's here to do more than just impact you. And he's here to do more than just allow you to feel his presence. God wants to change every single heart, every single mind. If you walked in broken, you're in a good space because God's a God that takes broken and fixes it and puts it back together. If there's pieces missing of your life, let me preach to you today and tell you by the word of the Lord, there's a wholeness that's going to sweep into this building this morning.
Amen. I want to preach to you. I told you the last few weeks, we talked about the plan of Thanksgiving, how when you initiate the plans of God in your life, Thanksgiving just happens. We talked about the posture of Thanksgiving, of how you have to put yourself in the right position. And even, especially in times of difficulty, situate yourself in a way for Thanksgiving to flow into your life. Today, let me end this series by talking to you and preaching to you about the praise of Thanksgiving. The praise. Everybody say the praise. There's a praise in your mouth that God is looking for today. I don't care how quiet you are. I don't care how loud you are. I don't care if you're short. I don't care if you're tall or any other thing that I probably ought not to get into. I don't care what background you come from. God's got a praise that's in your mouth that he wants to pull out of you. He's got, an, he's got an expression that he wants to come out of you because there is an atmosphere that's gonna be built by what happens out of your mouth today. Well, that's about three of it, but I'm just telling you, I'm, just, I'm blowing my whole sermon. But what happens in this service is going to be determined by what comes out of your mouth. God's looking for somebody to turn around. He's been good to you. I'm going to establish that in a minute. He's been good to you, but he's looking for somebody that he's been good to, to turn around and say, you know what? It's not just some little thing that's happened. God's done great things to me and for me. And I'm going to give him praise. Why don't you practice right now? Why don't you lift up your voice right now? Why don't you clap your hands unto the Lord right now? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, we're just building an atmosphere for God to do a miracle in this house. We're just building an atmosphere for God to change somebody in this house. Lift your hands and let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord. You have been so good to us. We thank you for your mercy and your kindness. We thank you for your word. We ask God that our hearts would be open and able, Lord, to receive your word. Let it explode into every specific thing that needs to happen in our lives. And we give you praise in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. One more time. Clap your hands to the Lord and give him praise. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated if you'd like. Thanksgiving's a great feeling. Anybody? Is there an amen in the house to that one? Thanksgiving's a great feeling. It's a great feeling when you get together with your, your family, get together with your friends, and, and you start thinking about how, how good things are for you. Thanksgiving, if it's, if it's orchestrated properly, it puts you in a happy place. Sometimes in spite of, of current situations, it puts you in a good space to truly be thankful. I know it's a feeling, and it's a great feeling, and it's a feeling that it has to start there, but I want to preach to you today that Thanksgiving is best served when it is expressed, when it comes out of the basket of your emotions, and it gets in to a physical manifestation. That, that thanksgiving really isn't finished. It isn't finished until it is expressed. Or like the old southern preacher, now those of you got southern roots, you're gonna understand this. The rest of you probably won't. You'll have to have somebody translate. But like the old southern preacher said one time, it is, it, it, it's better telt than felt. 
Man, it gets out of your mouth. Anybody with me here? When Thanksgiving happens, it bubbles over. You can't help but tell somebody how good God has been. Is there anybody that agrees with me? When God starts working in your life, there is an expression that comes out of that Thanksgiving. Like the little boy that wrote a mother to his mom as a class assignment. And he, he worked diligently on it and he took it home to his mom and he presented her proudly with the letter. And here's what it said. It said, Mom, thank you so, and I'm saying it that way because there's lots of those, so much for being my mom. If I had a different mom, I would punch her in the face and go find you. Now maybe he said that a little rough. Maybe that wasn't the exact way to say it, but at least... He said it. At least it came out of his mouth. The Bible is careful to give us steps. The psalmist, the, the, the experts on praise and worship, give us steps into his presence and shows us even the little approach, our approach towards God, especially in worship. Steps which all, might I add, require expression. You know these scriptures. You probably quote these scriptures. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. Why? For the Lord is good and his mercy is everlasting and his truth endureth to all generations. Thanksgiving comes from a Hebrew word that means specifically a choir of worshipers that confess the goodness of God. It almost sounds like that's a, that's a bunch of believers gathered together in a house of worship that are giving thanksgiving to God. Thanksgiving means that praise means it comes from a Hebrew word that specifically means a hymn or a song. Thankful is from another Hebrew word that means to take your hands and to throw them forward in praise and worship before God. It almost seems to me like the approach to God is all expressive. Yes, it may start with a feeling, but you understand that the word of God says if you're going to come close to God, you're going to have to lift your voice with other worshipers. You're going to have to sing the songs of thanks and worship to him. And you're going to have to, it seems to me like... I I could preach to you theoretically that you're going to have to wave your hand once in a while. Here's what I'm trying to say. Thanksgiving is a praise. It's a physical expression. And your thanks, while it's a great feeling, it doesn't end till it comes out of your mouth, till it comes out of your hands, till it's expressed out of your being. I'm here to tell you right now, I don't care how good Thanksgiving dinner was. I don't care how great your company was. I don't care how long the list of blessings are. Your thanksgiving isn't done until you open up your mouth and you give God the glory and the praise. Come on, anybody want to try it? Anybody want to do it? I thank you, Lord. I praise you, Lord. You've been good to me, Jesus. Somebody say amen. We tell our kids, I hear it every week. I pass out Laffy Taffy. Somebody say, praise the Lord. Pass out Laffy Taffy to kids. Do you know how many times a year I hear a parent say, now what do you say? When somebody does something good for our kids, what do we tell them? Isn't there something? Don't you want to say something? 
Why? Because we have taught them that thanksgiving is more than a feeling. It's more than something that just happens in your heart. That it has to be a praise in your voice. An act of your being. That it is not complete until you put a voice to it. Or apply your hands to it. Our voices and our praise, they complete the circuit of thanksgiving. Why? Well, first of all, because it's commanded for us to give thanks. I said it's commanded for us to give thanks. Right along with all the other things that God says we should do. Expression is necessary because as the writer said, he has been good. I'm here to remind you today that if you woke up this morning and you made your way to the house of God, you're better than more than millions of people who went to the grave and did not survive this week. If you have not experienced the danger of battle or the loneliness of imprisonment, if you've not been tortured or felt the pangs of starvation, you're ahead of millions of people on this planet. If you can attend this church meeting today without anybody harassing you, without the fear of potential arrest or, or torture or even death, you're more less than billions of people on the planet. If there's leftovers in your refrigerator, then clothes on your back, shoes on your feet, a roof over your head, you're ahead of many people on this planet. And if you've got a few dollars in the bank, some more in your wallet, spare change in your dish somewhere, you're one of the 8% of the most wealthiest people on the state of this planet. I'm just trying to tell you, come on, give God thanks because he's been good. I'm here to tell somebody you do have something to praise God for. Every gift you've got in your life, it comes from the Lord. Oh no, it came from me. You better get that out of your thinking. Everything came from him. Every bit of my health, every bit of my wealth, every bit of my blessing. It wasn't from me. It wasn't from other people. It was from the Lord. If you're not careful, you can say I'm a self-made person. Oh no, you're not. And if you are, you're a mess. Because only what God makes is perfect. Paul would write in 1 Corinthians, for who makes you differ from another? And what do you have that you haven't received? Now, if you did receive it, why do you boast as if you didn't? In other words, he said, don't you get puffed up. What you have, hasn't God given it to you? And if all you have is from God, how could you possibly act as if you were so great or though you accomplished something on your own? I'm just trying to say at the onset of this message, just for a couple of minutes, don't take God's blessings for granted. If you've got life and you're living, if you're existing, you're a walking miracle right now. You're living in the land of the miraculous. Think hard. Actually, you don't even have to think hard. Think for a moment and you can find somebody around you that's way off worse. It ought to be enough to make you stand to your feet and say, I'm going to come into his gates with thanksgiving. I'm going to enter his courts with praise. I'm going to be thankful unto him and bless his name because he has been good. If you're not careful, you can have an attitude of entitlement. Blessing becomes commonplace. And all of a sudden, you can get into a place where you think God owes you something. Psalms 29 tells us, give unto the Lord the glory that's due his name. 
Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. 96 and 8 of Psalms says, Give unto the Lord the glory due to his name. Bring an offering. Come into his courts. Oh, worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness and fear before him all the earth. We've got it backwards. He doesn't owe us. We owe him. I'm here to tell you every time you walk into the house of God, every time, I'll even go further, every time your feet hit the floor in the morning, there's a debt of praise and worship that you owe to the Lord. I've got another day. His mercies are new today. I'm going to give him thanks and give him praise because he has been good. It's necessary because it's commanded. But even more important than that, is what God's motive is behind all of this. And that is expression and thanksgiving is necessary because we really need what follows it. Let me say it again because you're kind of looking at me funny. We need what follows true thanksgiving. We need what follows a thankful heart that expresses it out of a thankful mouth and in their praise and worship from their body. We need what follows that. We need to learn to turn gratefulness in our heart into a testimony of God's greatness that comes out of your mouth. Follow the truth, the points of truth in this text. And here's what you'll find. The cry of the lepers got into their mouths and it brought the mercy of God. And the mercy of God brought a miracle in their body. It was something that came out of their mouth that, 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 that turned mercy's attention to it. And when mercy began to act, it brought a miracle. They were cleansed. Everybody say, they were cleansed. Now, folks, this was no headache. This was no, this was no just, you know, I got a sinus headache today, or I'm not feeling the best. No, no, listen, leprosy was serious. It's serious now and even more serious then. It was life-altering. If you had leprosy, you couldn't live with your family anymore. If you had leprosy, you couldn't even live in the, in the city proper anymore. They, they built a special camp for you and people like you on the outside. Your life was different for the rest of your life or until you could prove to the priest that things had been changed. So you can imagine their excitement, their hope. And you can imagine the anticipation when they spied Jesus. The Bible said he moved through Samaria. And they spied Jesus. And the Bible said when they saw him, they, they, that they cried unto him, have mercy on us. And the Lord looked at them. And in a look, I love it. I said it before, I'll say it again. In a look, they were healed, I believe. In just a glance of the Savior, they were healed. Because that's what happens when Jesus is there. Miracles just happen when Jesus is around. That's part of the culture and that's part of the atmosphere of having Jesus in your presence because where Jesus is the miraculous is. Does anybody believe that right now? Here's what I believe as a pastor. If I can get a little bit of Jesus happening in this room, there's not anything that can be healed or touched or changed because that's what happens when Jesus is around. He saw them. He said to them, just a glance, go, show yourself unto the priest. Came to pass that they were cleansed. But then there's that one. There's that one that turned around, Brother Bruce, and said, wait a minute. I'm excited, but listen, something just happened I can't even explain. 
something just happened that I don't have any, any reason for. I don't, I don't have an explanation for how this even happened. So I'm going to turn. He realized what had happened to him. That's why you got to know that God is good. Because when you realize how good he is, it burns the next part of Thanksgiving. He said, I'm not just going to go run off with my blessings somewhere. I'm not just going to go run off with the work and the handiwork and the impact of God in my life. Oh, no, it's deeper than that for me. I'm going to turn back, and I'm going to come to him. And the Bible said with a loud voice, he glorified God. He gave God the praise. If anything, this story teaches us this, that you can be in the crowd and be touched. You can see miracles, and you can be impacted. But if you're going to be whole, let me say that again. If you're going to be whole, then it's going to have to get personal for you. It's going to have to be more than you sitting on a pew with a bunch of people doing the same thing. Because let me just be honest with you, it's easy to feel God when there's a whole crowd of people that are calling down the glory of the Lord. Listen, that's just overflow. Where God is, there's miracles and there's signs and there's wonders. There's many people that come in and say, I don't want to be impacted. But hear, hear me today. God wants to do more than just impact your life. He wants to take the broken pieces and make them whole Again. He wants to take the broken nature of sin and revitalize it and put a new creature inside of you. Yes, he wants to heal your body. Yes, he wants to heal your mind. Yes, he wants to heal your family. But he wants to do a whole work. Somebody say whole. Nine healed, but left with the effects of the disease. Nine of them. Whatever the disease had ravaged in their body, Whatever damage had been done, they left with that damage. Were they healed? Absolutely. Were they cleansed? Absolutely. The Bible doesn't tell us, but I've got no reason to believe that when they showed up and they showed themselves to that priest, that he went through all the ceremonial ritual. And folks, it took weeks. But when it was done, they were cleansed. And they no longer had leprosy. But the Bible said the one that turned back, Jesus said to him, I'm going to do more than just impact you. I'm going to do more than just take away the ravages of sin. I'm going to change your body. I believe that man walked away with a changed body. Whatever that disease took from him, God gave it back. Whatever life had robbed from him, God gave it back. Whatever sin had done to him, God gave it back. Listen, I'm preaching to somebody. God wants to do more than put a Band-Aid on your circumstances. He desires to take everything that's been robbed out of your life, everything, every detriment that sin has put in your life, and give it back and restore it and make it whole. Come on, somebody clap your hands if you believe that right now. See, that's good news for some of you. Some of you have been saved too long, but I need somebody that's got some broken pieces that says, that's good news for me. I need to be made whole. So I'm going to give him thanks. I'm going to give him glory. And in that thanks, I'm going to turn around. And God's going to do more for those who voice an expression of thanksgiving. He was made whole and complete because he ascribed the glory to God. He worshiped. There was a reaction. Jesus is looking for a reaction. Uh, 
at this point in the message, I did not think that there would be silence to that statement. He's looking for a reaction. I told you, what happens for you in this service is dependent on what comes out of your mouth and what's expressed from you because Jesus is looking for reaction. Jesus is looking to operate in an atmosphere that you can create with one turn. <laughs> one turn that says, you know what? I'm not walking out of this place until I turn to an altar or a place of worship. And I'm going to look. I, I can't say that everything's right, but I can say I've been impacted. I've been touched. I've felt his presence. And I refuse to walk out of here and act like it was nothing. Something awesome is happening in this room. I feel something that's beyond me, that's beyond this world, that's beyond what anything natural can do for me. Come on, is there anybody? Is there anybody that senses the power of the Holy Ghost that's in this house? Does anybody sense the potential of what God can do right now, right now in this service? Come on, clap your hands, clap your hands. Woo! Come on, that's it, that's it. I hear Thanksgiving. Come on, somebody create an atmosphere right now. I'll make you whole. I'll make you whole, he says. If I can find somebody, that'll turn. There's a crowd of people, but just give me a few if that's all there is. But let them turn. Let them turn. Let them turn. Come on, what do you need? What do you need? What do you need? How bad is it? Don't you need more than a touch today? Don't you need more than just a feeling today? Come on, make it personal. Let it come out of your mouth. Let it come out of your hands. I think somebody ought to turn to the altar right now. Come on, your mind, your mind was going out the back door. But God says, why don't you turn around? Come on, that's it, that's it. Sustain that right now. Sustain that right now. You'll have to excuse these folks. God's been good, and they're desperate, and they need to be whole. So they're turning to the one place that they know that can make them that way. Come on, there's power in your voice. There's authority in your voice. Release the power of the Holy Ghost. Let your praise create an atmosphere for God to move in you.
something about your voice that brings him into your arena. And I'm not talking about the arena of this room. I'm talking about your personal arena. There is something about your voice that hearkens God, yes, to help you, but it hearkens him to hear and to experience your worship. Thanksgiving's a great place for God to work. What do you need? What's really wrong in your life? What's really missing? Listen, Thanksgiving's a great place for God to meet that need. And Jesus doesn't do anything halfway. He's not going to leave you halfway on the workbench and say, I'll get to you later. When he declared his ministry, he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to preach the gospel of the poor. He sent me to the brokenhearted to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. Jesus came to do a whole work in us, in you, a complete work. That's why the writer of Philippians could say, I'm confident of this one thing, that he that's begun a good work in you is able to perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Don't you give up. You just keep turning. You just keep turning. You keep opening up your mouth and giving him praise. And we'll tell you what you'll do. You'll create an atmosphere. You'll create a place where God says, I can work there. I can work in the middle of that worship. I can work in the middle of that praise and in the middle of that surrender. Broken is made whole in thanksgiving. Sickness gets healed in thanksgiving. Pathways become clear in thanksgiving. And you listen to me, the Holy Ghost is poured out in thanksgiving. The Bible says in Acts chapter 2, the day of Pentecost, and I'm done. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost. They began to speak with tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. They were dwelling in Jerusalem, devout men out of every nation under heaven. When they heard this, they heard this tongues spilling out onto the street. They were confounded because every man heard them speak in his own language. And here's what they heard. God supernaturally took people that could only speak their own native language and he took every nation that was represented in Jerusalem and he poured out a gift of tongues on every person that had received the Holy Ghost. And here's what they heard. They said, we hear them speak the wonderful works of God. Now just follow my thinking here. I read that this week and I said, would you believe it? The Holy Ghost had testimony service out on the street. The Holy Ghost got poured out and thanksgiving started happening. Begin to tell how good God had been. Begin to tell the marvelous works of God. And it was enough. Here's what happened. The Bible said that it enabled a preacher to stand up and say, repent. Be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. It enabled him with boldness to say, for the promise is unto you and to your children and all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. I'm just telling you, Thanksgiving is a good place for God to work in. <laughs>